the best perimeter defender in the league. Turn the draft. Let's go. No fucking way. No way. No way. Um, bye bye Gary Harris. We love you. I'm sorry dude. I didn't say it. I love you. But the front office says bye. <laughs>Welcome everybody to Court Cousins episode 37. My name is Kyle. I'm joined as always by my talented, my very handsome cousin, Jason the Peach. It's a wonderful show today, ladies and gentlemen. We are post-draft so we can talk about real things. Yay! Yeah. Real reality. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to check in with each other for the psychological check-in. We love each other. Want to know how they're how we're doing. Then uh, we're going to have Peach pontificate. It's a new segment. We're trying. Peach has some things he wants to get off his chest, so it's going to be Peach pontificates. Then we're going to have a segment of traffic light, and we'll finish it off. Yeah, social media roundup coming in in the rear. Don't go anywhere, though. You better stick around for the large ending. So... Before any of that hijinks or hilarity, we do want to shout out the folks that make this show go, our second cousins and all-star tier on the Patreon. Shout out to Magic Player History, Bulby the Don, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Magic Static, Andy, Dylan, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor, and Yachty. It's a moment when I show up. Got him saying, wow. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Quite That's literally. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your grandmother probably knows me. No, it's no big deal. <laughs> I don't get that one. Wow, my... so the people who understand those are lyrics to a song will get it. Okay. Because we have the same grandma. <laughs> yeah, she would know you. Rest in peace, grandma. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> More people watch the show, hopefully, than just you, though. So. <laughs> I don't always get all the uh, cultural references that Peach makes. You're yeah, quite... you know, I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect you to get a musical song reference from a musical artist that's uh, you know not really on the map. Post Malone, pe most people don't know. Yeah, right. I mean, I know pre Malone, but post, I I can't right. get with. Yeah, Stockton was great at hitting Malone in the post. Anyway. What else are we doing? <laughs> uh, well, you know, every show we have a giveaway because we met our goal on Patreon. So thank you for all of you that helped us get there. And this episode, we're doing a Peach Prize Pack. Love the alliteration in that. And the winner for this we this show is Dylan Holden. All right, yeah, Dylan, we're gonna help you get through the summer by. Mm hooking you up with some stuff in the prize pack. Some of the highlights in there, you got this magic keychain bottle opener so you can open up that bottle and then mm. boom, you throw one of these bad boys around it and keep it cool out there in the summertime wow. on your way to the beach, slap that car emblem on the back of your car. So it looks Ooh, like you've got your car nice. at the Orlando magic uh, auto show or whatever. <laughs> and then whether it decides to stay sunny and you need some shade or it goes to rain, the Orlando magic umbrella, that's all going to be in the prize pack headed to Dylan. You would like to be in the running for future prize packs or jerseys. Join yes. us on the Patreon. It doesn't cost that much to get a chance to do this. 
and you can win these fabulous prizes. I think almost every Patreon we have has probably won something or something. got something from us at some point so far. So your odds yeah. are good. Join us. Still a, a small community of the hardcores, the supporters of the show. We've got 24 folks on there. We're the prize pack. I love the presentation piece. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right. I'm glad you liked that. I stepped it up a little, uh, found, found, started to find stuff and getting stuff organized here. So it's a little easier for me to prepare for stuff. Yeah. Um, I know I found something really cool last week, the, uh, thing signed by, uh, Stan Van Gundy, but I found something even better this week. Oh, what do you got? Wow. That's, that's the 2009 2010 orlando magic dancers back when they used to have a dance team and i don't know why i have this but it's to me with love as you can see right there with love and uh, this was a great find i was super yeah. excited to find it <laughs> are the I pages the all right on that are they stuck together at all are they okay yeah no they're all right i yeah. mean don't get it graded or anything <laughs> yeah no 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 we're good <laughs> so again thanks to all the patrons uh the discord has been awesome talking with everyone we also asked for input from shows and we put all the outtakes up on the patreon for some extra content and more will be coming at the next goal so help us to reach that goal thanks very much everybody right. here at court cousins you know mental health is important to all of us of course and we do our little part here by making sure we check in with each other check in with your people ladies and gentlemen we do it a little differently here though we are orlando magic podcast so we do it on the scale of a Cole Anthony for the psychological check-in. So this has gotten even more important, Peach, now that we don't sadly talk as much. We're not in the same domicile. I am, you know, curious. I want to know. I love you. How you doing, sir, for the psychological check-in? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's always good to, to catch up and get, get some of this stuff going. I've selected this, this uh, picture of uh, Cole from his high school days. Um, and I did that because I, I've been looking back a lot at the rest of my life as, you know, whenever you move and I'm still, you know, mm -hmm. fairly set up now, but you start to go through everything you have and running into stuff I had from high school, like when I played football and when I had hair and uh, all <laughs> kinds of cool stuff like that, you start to really kind of like realize that like, oh, what if I told this guy that like I'd you know, tw this many years from now, 25, 26, 27 years down the road, you'll be living in Dallas, Texas, working for the Dallas stars. Like there's a lot of those moments for me mm -hmm. lately where I'm like seeing stuff and like, wow, I couldn't imagine like this would be my life or how cool would it be based on where I come from everywhere I go. I'm kind of like that kid from Vermont, even though I'm a 44 year old man, like I still have the spirit of a kid from Vermont inside me. So anytime something happens, I'm just like, wow, like, 15 year old me would have been like super stoked to just be here or see that or do that. And I've done a lot of great things in my life and going through all your stuff, you see all those memories, those pictures with friends, those tickets from the final four in 2005, like, and all kinds of stuff like that, that just otherwise you might not find. So uh, it's been cool to like, think about my life and look back on that, but yet no, there's going to be some more fun times ahead. So that that's where I'm at. How, how are you doing for the psychological check-in? Uh, I have here an image of Cole after it looks like working out. He's got the slides on. He's just in the tank top. He's hanging out. I'm feeling, and that's because I'm feeling kind of just relaxed for a number of reasons. It's summer, Kyle, so no students anymore. So I'm chilling, which is wonderful. Um, I'm also just spending a lot more time. I just got done some gardening, some time outside. So I'm feeling very chill. And also the reason I'm feeling 
uh, sense of relief, shall we say, is the draft is over. No more hypotheticals. I really, I don't know, this year in particular, I, I did not enjoy all of the who we gonna's and what's going to happen. Maybe because we had two picks and it was just so much and I just felt kind of overwhelmed by everything and it's just, it was a lot. So I'm, I'm glad that that point is over. We can see the guys we got. We can move forward as a team. I'm feeling relief. I'm feeling exhausted and fulfilled. Been working out, been, you know, doing some gardening. So things are going well. And uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, hanging out with Cole on the bench in my tank top. Cool. Got, it on, got it on underneath this. See? I like it. It's ready to go. All right. Now, before we get into the episode, we, you know, we were planning out the episode and we had everything planned. And Peach says, Yeah, you know what? But I just, I need to, before any of this, I need something needs to happen. Hmm. So this happens. This is not the first time this has happened where you say, I need to get something off my chest. There's something really grinding my gears that I need to just put some voice to. So we're going to try hmm. it out, Peach. We're going to give you the Peach pontificates. And I'm going to try to put like a little, maybe a little soapbox image in here for you. I'm going to give you the stage. All right, sir. So we hope you enjoy this newest segment. I have no idea what's going to happen. Peach pontificates. Here we go. Well, you know, it, it's just uh, one of those things where normally if I had something to say big at the, at the front of the show, I would just wedge it into my psychological check-in. And, you know, we're not going to do that anymore because the, the check-in is for me and that's a mental health thing and that's separate. So, but this is about the Orlando Magic and a little bit about this show. And before we're going to talk about the draft a lot today. So I want to just like lay down my feelings about kind of the way we feel or the way I feel before we, we go too far into it. And it really just breaks down to, I think that I might be done trying to analyze before the draft. I think I'm done. I think this one kind of broke me. Um, I don't like getting to know these players and trying to get invested and thinking, you know, who's going to be there and then watching your team call two guys that like you didn't have on your radar at all. Like it's not a good feeling. Uh, I'm cool being wrong. I have much experience with that. So it's not about that for me. <laughs> what it is about is that now I kind of look at these two young men coming on the team and there's a certain amount of dislike I have for them for no reason. <laughs> and I don't like that attachment because these are players on our team and I want them there. And before we would do this podcast, I was, you know, I guess as you would call maybe a casual, but like we'd draft a guy and I'd be like, Oh, who'd we draft? And then I'd look into him and then I'd be like, all right, here we go. Let's do it. And now I'm kind of like a little disappointed and you'll hear some of that throughout the show, but honestly, these guys will win me over and it'll be fine. But I think all the draft looking into root like really kind of ruined my spirit on draft night like i just didn't see things going that way and it just kind of hurt and we'll talk about it more throughout the show but for me i think i might be done trying to do the draft analyzing thing maybe we'll just bring in raf and he can be the draft analyst next year for the show or something but like I can't go into looking at all these guys and then have guys I like end up on the Toronto Raptors or the Oklahoma city thunder. Like that pisses me off. <laughs> so I'd rather just kind of like be a casual and seen guys in college and not get too attached to them as I was, uh, especially in a draft where we had two picks and the top 11, I'm assuming we're going to get at least one of the guys that I like since I liked about 12 or 13 guys. Um, but 
here we are and we're going to truck forward. And eventually these guys, eventually, like I said to the guy I was watching the draft with Finley, I said, hopefully someday you and I are sitting at a bar wearing a black and a Howard Jersey. And we laugh about this day. And I think we all kind of feel that way in the end, but that that's it. That's all I need to pontificate. I just had to get it out there. I said to prepare you for next year, preparing for the draft. It's going to be different from this guy. Cause I don't want to ruin the draft. I want to be happy on draft night. Wow. Thanks, Peach. No, okay. I, I get it. You wanted to set the context. You had to get that off your chest. I was I'm kind of with you on that, man. It was um it was a lot. I guess we're gonna we're 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 gonna do it because we got the court cousin show and people want the content and we're gonna give it to them. But definitely we didn't do as much. I I'm sure people out there saw that we were kind of stepping away from a lot of the draft thing. I mean, we had our whole farce with our draft dating show, which was hilarious, and thanks for Raf for doing that. But yeah, man, I could not get into the every single detail of all these guys. I mean, cause it was like 20 to 30 players that could potentially, and jet Howard mm -hmm. wasn't in any, wouldn't have been in probably the top 20. So we'll talk about that as we go. And as a mechanism to talk about the draft, we decided a segment that would work for us would be traffic light. Traffic light. Hold on. So the way this works is we're either going to give something the green, go right ahead. We're going to say, slow down. Or we're going to say, throw the brakes on that, sir. <laughs> All right. And based on the topics, and it's going to be draft topics today. So, Peach, you're going to get started. We've got Anthony Black. How you feeling, sir? Uh, okay. I'll, I'll be honest at first. Why not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be honest. Honesty is the best policy. Um, Pick comes through and I'm shocked. I I guess during the day that day it had become apparent that he was someone the magic liked, mm -hmm. but I did not have him on my radar at all. I, I the little I'd heard or seen of him seemed like not a shooter, more of a playmaking guard. Didn't figure that'd be somebody we'd take at six and didn't think he'd be there still at eleven. Um so was shocked that we took him got a look at him thought this kid looks like he's fresh out of middle school uh this looks like one of the kids we balled with at your school as a matter of fact <laughs> um and just i'm like wow this is a young young kid and then like the more i heard and the more i saw the less it was winning me over the really bad social media posts that aren't funny or entertaining and um Oh, he hasn't been seriously playing basketball for that long. <laughs> it's a little worrisome. Um, so yeah, I'm a little apprehensive on this. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the caution light on AB. Um, I can see that. I can see that there's ten potential talent there. And I think that's obviously what the magic front office must see in him. Um, sometimes when you're a good athlete and you're playing a ton of sports and I, I know I'm not, I wasn't on this level, but I played a bunch of different sports. Sometimes I just wish I would have focused on one and then maybe I would have got to where I was going. So if he's that good an athlete that he can focus this late in the game um, and make the NBA, he yeah. must be something pretty special and they must see something in him. They like it. It concerned me for Markel Fultz a little bit, if that's what they're thinking for him, but the two can coexist for a number of years before that has to be decided. So I'm not hitting the panic button on anything really right now. I just, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Like that's, that's how I feel. Where, what's your light at? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think similar. Uh, similarly, if you would have asked me two days before the draft, I would have told you, hit the brakes, buddy. What the hell are you talking about, Anthony Black? I mean, the 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 talk on this guy is that he can't shoot the rock. And, you know, whether or not that's true, he shot 30% from beyond the arc in college, 45% from the field. But as Magic fans, we're all clamoring for, hey, we need to upgrade the shooting. And that's something that Weltman mm -hmm. actually talked about at the beginning of the offseason, too. So we're thinking, you know, going into this, we're going to get a dynamic plane anchor, but someone that can shoot. Um, and so I would have said hit the brakes. Now, as you mentioned, Peach. As I'm on the train with the lady heading into the Barclays, into Brooklyn, to be in the house for the draft, we started to see the odds shifting on Anthony Black, the betting odds that was. And it was kind of similar to what we saw with Paulo Bancaro last year. All of a sudden, the morning of, you started to see the numbers move. So while I'm on the train with the lady trying to get her acclimated to these players a little bit more, we looked at some Anthony Black highlights. And I think looking at that, I, I've upgraded a little bit to just just slow it down. Just slow it down, sir. All right, I'm giving it a yellow light, um, not quite a red. The shooting maybe prowess maybe isn't where we wanted it to be. I think I saw a really funny post uh, from Lewis. At, uh, I forget his, his uh, handle, Hoop something. And before early in draft talk, he put a post of Anthony Black shooting. He's like, ugliest shot I've ever seen. And then after we drafted him, he retweeted his own tweet and was like, prettiest shot I've ever seen. Just to show you, you know, how us Magic fans, we're going to try to now talk ourselves into it. But that's kind of what I'm doing now. And it, if I'm being honest, it would have been the breaks because we've already got Markel Fultz, man. The guy has tremendous play uh, playmaking ability and court vision. And this guy kind of feels like that type of guy, a Josh Giddy type of guard. And Welt God, a lot, or Weltman, I'll say Welt God now. Weltman a lot was talking about positionless basketball, and we'll probably get into that a little bit more later. But, you know, sir, I, so we just got a playmaking wing. That's how I have to think about it. I shouldn't think of it as a point guard. This is a playmaking wing, a one, two, three, who has a developing shot, but he's got a really nice floater. And yeah, he can pass the rock. So, Hopefully this means the ball won't stick anywhere and we're going to get open looks by cutting to the basket. It didn't address the shooting need, though. And so going into pick 11, that's what we kind of hope for. We hope to address the shooting need, and we picked Jet Howard. So, again, I was all the way breaks on this one, all the way red light. Um Jet Howard was someone that was extremely highly touted, especially early in the year. Uh, he had a few little nagging injuries throughout the year, uh, specifically an ankle injury that set him back. But even with that, he ended the season shooting 30, about 37% from beyond the arc, which is pretty damn good. I think before the ankle injury, his first 18 games or something, he was more like 40%. And he does have an arsenal of shots, step back, off the movement, off pick and roll. So he is a shooter. We just didn't think that it would be Jet Howard. He's become, you know, just kind of seems like an offensive threat. I don't know how well he can defend. Most of his highlights are him shooting. So we'll see as we dig in more here. But, you know, 
Jet Howard, we got another Michigan guy. I like that he is has the pedigree of his dad was a good NBA player. We're seeing how that's helping Cole Anthony. He already knows how to be a pro. Even though he didn't go to the pro route, he went to college. He, this guy knows what it takes to be in the NBA. So I have no doubt that he's going to be a successful player. We'll just see how high the ceiling is on him. And, you know, we're a little bit of grief here, maybe for the red light, that we weren't gonna, won't be able to make as many dick puns as we wanted to. But that's just me. Peach, mm. where are you sitting right now on Jet Howard? What, what, what did you give him on the traffic light scale? Well, listen, first of all, my heart goes out to the ladies who have ever tossed and turned at bed at night and gone to bed without dick because that was me the other night and I just couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Um, <laughs> I think what's important to note is that, like, for me, what made me immediately angry and confused, confused, then angry, was the fact that, God, there were four really great players I would have wanted that went later. Derek Lively, Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins, and Cam Whitmore, who sat on the board for way too long for some reason. And honestly, it just felt like gross negligence to me. <laughs> like, this is a red light for me. This is, there's a cop in the road, and you're not even sure when he's going to stop stopping you and letting you come through. Because... It's not that Jet is not going to be able to play or be a contributor. I think he has potential. I think at some point that cop's going to move and the cars will get rolling. It'll switch to yellow and then maybe a green down the road. I, I, I was just so disappointed with the six. I was like, okay, they'll get somebody I like at 11 then and kind of like, I'll be like, all right, we'll be, we'll be cool. And, and then we weren't. And I'm just, then I, I got like really mad because when you have the 11th pick and you're picking a guy who could go like 20th, 21st, maybe late teens, yeah. how do you not call down and try to trade right. back down and yes. later? You know, later we hear that like, okay, OKC liked him and Toronto liked him and they were drafting right behind us. So maybe they're thinking he's not going to be there. But I still feel like there's some way you could have moved, right? The 11th pick is still going to be pretty coveted in a draft this deep when you consider that four players didn't come out of college. So that college pools of players is even bigger. Mm. And for us to make that stab down the line, if Jet's really the guy you want, that's cool. Trade down and get him or have somebody get him below and trade yeah. up, get some more capital there. Um, I'm not really against the pick per se. It's the position in which he was selected. And that, if I can go a little further on this, who are the two teams whose fan bases we've been bitching with over the past two seasons over picks? It's the Oklahoma City Thunder and it's the Toronto Raptors. And who drafted right behind us? The Thunder and the Raptors. Mm. And who do they get? Derek Lively and Grady Dick. And if they're better than Jet, we aren't going to hear the end of it. And we're going to have to be like... Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We messed up. So hopefully if we all have that faith in the front office, right? We're, we're testing it. This is, we testing that love right now. It's a, it's a big old, we, we love the front office, but this is a, butt. this is a big old, butt that sir mix a lot would love. We're, we're not sure about this one. This will be the one that I think they might get judged on the most. Yeah, that's what I, I wanted to mention, and, and you brought it up, so thank you for doing that, Peach. How much of this, you know, the, how much of these mock drafts that we go over, and this is back to your point at the beginning of the show and what we've been kind of really ha hammering home today is, like, what did any of that shit matter? I mean, it was just kind of 
fun talk, I guess, within the community, but how much of it is real and how much of it is just completely fabricated uh, based on guys like you and I who have no decision-making process, no decision-making power in this entire process. Because all of the mock drafts, as you mentioned, had him, I mean, some of the highest were probably like in the late teens. So you're telling me we couldn't trade back at least five, six spots and still get ourselves a Jet Howard with at least like some second round pick or or something in there that we could have, you know, then get some got for some cash considerations. Something. Yeah, I mean if here's the deal. Like if if they really did think uh, OKC or Toronto was going to snap him up with one of the picks right underneath and they yeah. didn't want to deal up to like make that move, then you just go, "Oh, okay. Well, they have Jet Howard. Is Jet Howard that nice?" that you couldn't see about trading back to try to get him later? Like, or were some of these other guys not at least on the same level? I mean, yeah, the stuff, the stuff I'm seeing so far, it doesn't look like there's a huge difference. I understand his dad played in the NBA and he may have a little easier time relating in than, than the average player, but you know, I don't know. And the, the other thing that came into my mind right away was too, is it's like, I understand that whoever this scout is, is, good because they found us Franz Wagner, but we have to give them some travel money so that they can leave Ann Arbor. We don't need to just get a guy from Michigan every year. Like whoever that is, if they're afraid to fly, let's go ahead and get them a bus like the Madden cruiser so they can drive around a little bit, at least so they can get to maybe even Michigan state. Let's not get wild. Let's stay in yeah, state. Yeah. Let's, don't let's start looking at some guys from other teams and stop dropping in John, Juwan Howard's DMS. Every time we would need a player recommendation, there are other colleges and other places you can draft from so yeah, just think about it. <laughs> the orlando wolverines now introducing your orlando wolverines yeah i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> all right so next up we wanted to talk about some other teams and, and the drafts that we think went well or didn't go well we could talk about the the second round pick but i mean what we just got cash. We love cash considerations. Is that green light? Do we like do we give the green light to cash considerations? Well, we needed the cash considerations because uh we needed to make some money somewhere and we threw out all the money we'd have made nationwide on Orlando Magic Dick jerseys. Oh yeah. So we had to get some money back somewhere and we're like, ah, you know what? Milwaukee Bucks would like a second round pick. Let's get some cash there. So hopefully that makes up for the loss of jersey sales. Got it. You're right. You're right. Okay, so instead of that, in lieu of that, we're going to talk about some other teams, and we're going to give a red team, a yellow team, and a green team. So red, a team's draft that we thought was horrendous. Yellow, where we're like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe we're going slowly. And then green, a, a team whose draft you loved, Peach. So you start up on this because I have no idea what I'm going to say. Go for it. Should I do all my three or am I? Yes, just please do all your three because I am now looking at the list and I'm going to just <laughs> as speedily as I can. I have some ideas. Okay. I'm not just by the seat of my pants here, but I, I need some time. You go for it, buddy. Okay. I, I love knowing that right now you're peach winging it, which is what I usually do with the show with just a few bullet points. And now I'm the one with notes. Look out. Um, so for my green, uh, I'm going with the Utah Jazz. I mean, they got three first-round picks here. It's kind of hard to not have them as a team that performed well. They also picked up Taylor Hendricks, who we talked about a lot on the show as being a guy that we could have grabbed with the number nine. They got him with the number nine pick. Then they also got Keontae George at a Baylor, uh, a good shooter, a guy that I thought might be around for us at 11, but he kind of dropped a little bit in the draft. Um, but I still think that's a great pickup for them. And then they got from Ohio State Bryce Sensabaugh, who I think dropped a little bit in this draft. 
Um, I think he probably should have been higher, but they picked him up as well. Those are three great additions for a team that really did kind of uh, decide through the about halfway through this year to like, ah, let's switch gears and let's try to rebuild. But, you know, with uh, with Walker at center and Lori Markin in and these three young guys coming in, there's still a pretty good uh, vibe there in Utah. So I, I really like what they did. For yellow, I got to go with the the new home team here in Dallas, uh, the Mavericks. Um, if we were on Bleacher Report doing a thing about trades, I don't know if anybody heard about that. We haven't mentioned it yet, but we did. That it was fun. And uh, we, I was talking about how the Mavericks wanted to get rid of Davis Bertans' gaudy contract. Well, not only did they do that, but they found a way to pick up Derek Lively in this draft as a part of as a part of that trade. And they also picked up the man known as Omax from Marquette University. And he's a good player as well. Uh, and they got him in a trade from the Kings. So the Mavericks had a pretty good night for only really having that one number 10 pick. I like what they did. And uh, I think that's a, those are good additions um, for having around Luca. So I'll be looking forward to seeing them play down at the, the AAC this year. And for the red, I got to go with the Washington Wizards here. They drafted Jarace Walker, which is like, okay, that's good. But then they swapped him to Indiana for the overrated Bilal, Kaluli Bilal, whatever. The guy that played alongside Victor Wembanyama, who pretty much is getting the rub from people having seen him play with Victor Wembanyama. Um, and uh, and they made a ton of trades this week to just get worse. I know they kind of ended up with Jordan Poole, but like it's almost like they're not trying and they are not hiding that they're not trying. And if I was a wizards fan, I'd be burying my stuff deep in the closet. Cause I will not need it for a while. Uh, pretty, pretty bad <laughs> week. I feel like for them. <laughs> What's say you Kyle? Oh man, that, that, that was, those were some good picks. I do want to bring up to the, uh, the bleacher report segment that we did. That was, that was fun. We talked about hypothetical trades and you brought up the wizards here. So I, I won't talk about them. I also liked Jarris Walker way over Bilal Kulabali, however his last name is Brown. Sorry about that, sir. Um, just like as a really solid big, good, well, pa uh, nicely passing big, you can kind of replicate what you had in Golden State, make him your uh, Draymond Green-esque type of player, kind of undersized but very smart, really good passer, just a hustle type of guy to pair and pick and rolls with uh, Jordan Poole. That sounds like an exciting foundation to me. And, man, did people come in hot in the comments on the Bleacher Report thing talking about how horrible all the trades were that we suggested? Number one, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, yeah, we said that at the top of the segment. We said these are all hypothetical. We don't think we're gonna actually going to do anything. It's all going to be margin moves. But number two, I mean, I, I will say that the Washington Wizards – in the you know flipping Beal for an aged Chris Paul and then getting ready Chris Paul for Jordan Poole, I getting younger, getting I think which will be you know he had a down year, but he, the man got punched in the face. His workplace environment was not sick last year. I think a new uh, change of scenery is going to do him tremendously, and the price was like nothing. It was the expiring contract of you know Chris Paul essentially like. They didn't. It was. It's good for the Warriors because they'll have Chris Paul for one more year, and then they can get rid of that gaudy contract. It helps them clear their books. But our whole point was sending Jonathan Isaac's contract out with like somewhat Chuma, like not you know nothing that we that we've had. We're not losing anything. Yeah, we. You know, some people love the potential of Ji, but it's just that right now. It's been nothing on the court. So you're telling me we get rid of nothing on the court and get back Jordan Poole, who has three more years on a contract that's really not that bad. People were talking about how it's a crazy contract. It's like 27 million. Like 
We're talking about giving Markel Fultz like 25, and we wouldn't be surprised by that. It's not gaudy if he's going to give you the numbers that he did. Um, so, yeah, just a, a shout to the people in the comments of the Bleacher Report. Hey, screw you, those people that were coming in hot. Like, <laughs> look at what uh, the Wizards had to give up for Jordan Poole. You're telling me you wouldn't like to add Jordan Poole to this mix instead of like a Jet Howard who is an unknown you know, commodity? Maybe Jet is going to be Jordan Poole. Maybe he will be. But guess what? Jordan Poole is Jordan Poole right now. Last year, that dude showed me in the NBA what he can do in the NBA. So, okay, that's just me. Maybe I should have done a, a Peach Pontificates. <laughs> Maybe I should have done a... Yo, you should pontificate too, bro. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good to get it off your chest. And since we're talking about... <laughs> traffic and the draft there's yeah. one more thought that i had about the draft which i thought was super unique is okay that the much like you know a bunch of years back mm -hmm. the thompson family got to enjoy an ambulance ride to the draft where the thompson twins treated this thing like it was their mom's womb coming out fourth and fifth just back to back i mean that's efficiency and you gotta love that from those young men good luck to them oh my god i was curious where you're going with the hospital on that joke the ambulance ride but i see what you did there that was nice well it was a wild swing to get to a joke i wanted to make so i had to take it <laughs> well um i think that goes well right into the red for me um i don't love i don't love the pistons taking a sar thompson um, maybe that is the right pick, um, but they've already got some good guard play there. You figure Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham, those are the guys. I think uh, same similar to us. Like I don't think I would have loved Asar for us either. So I'm not, you know, I'm not being hypocritical here. And I also don't like it for them because I think they have the good pieces. Although you know, maybe he can play the three. So, but I don't know. We'll see if he can shoot and what he can do at the NBA level. But we'll see. I, I, I wish him well. I think for the yellow, I'm going with a team that has been oft talked about leading up to draft is the, the Portland Trailblazers. I think, you know, Scoot Henderson dropped into their lap. If I were to go back and give another red, it might be for Charlotte. I don't think you can pass up for – I don't think you can pass up Scoot Henderson for Brandon Miller. I'm sorry. I know you might disagree, Peach. But I have no faith in LaBella Ball. I just don't think his heart's in it in, in Charlotte, maybe somewhere else. But he does not seem like a winner in Charlotte. I think you take Scoot Henderson, see if those two guys can play together. And if not, you trade LaMelo Ball and you've got your guy in Scoot Henderson. So I think that would be an honorable mention red that I did not like. Um, but for yellow, Trailblazers, hey, we'll take Scoot Henderson. And we'll also take, hey, everybody who passed on Cam Whitmore. We'll take Cam Whitmore with a chip on his shoulder. He fell. We don't know why. Was there something alarming in the medicals, as was talked about? Although he says, hey, it's my body. I feel great. I don't know what all these people are talking about. Okay, we'll see. Um, also heard he didn't interview well. Okay, last time I checked, playing basketball, you don't have to uh, do a lot of public speaking when you're playing on the court necessarily. So we'll see. I think they got lucky, and they did what was right. They got They drafted – two amazing guards right into their laps. Now, what moves they make going forward, we'll see, but they're kind of in that middle range. They're they're in the yellow. Feels like feels like Cam and Jet switched places with having the same issue of people questioning health and how they played. Yeah. The results of that. So it's sort of like, uh, okay, one team ignored it and went forward and the everybody else was just like, yeah, no, we're not touching them. And I think that's a great pickup for Houston down the road. Uh, that's for uh, the, the Trailblazers. But I am going to Houston next. You must be a mind reader, Peach, because I'm giving my green light as as shitty as this is. 
as much conjecture and back and forth as we've had with Houston Rockets fans, I'm giving my green light to the Houston Rockets. I like Amen for them at four. Um, I think that's going to be a great fit, a, a big guard uh, next to Jalen Green. Now Jalen Green can really play the two and, and be good there. And then they picked up uh, – oh, Cam Whitmore. Late. Oh, I'm sorry. They picked up Cam Whitmore, not the Portland Trailblazers. Right. Yeah, I was wrong to bring him up there. No, <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers got Chris Murray, Keegan Murray's mm-hmm. brother, who, you know, uh, a, a big shooter – I like what he can bring to their team to spread the floor. Hopefully he can do some of the similar things that Keegan did for Sacramento last year. Obviously not quite as talented. Didn't go number four or five or whatever Keegan went last year. But I like the Blazers getting Chris Murray and getting um, Scoot Henderson. Let me set the record straight. And then my green light is the Rockets because they picked up Amen Thompson and they said, okay, Cam fell into our laps. We're not going to overthink this. We're going to take the talent. And so – I, I like that for them. You know, they've had a couple really good drafts and as much uh, vitriol as might have gone past, it's always been in, in good love with me just going back and forth about the Jamari Smith Jr. thing. It, they've they've had a couple nice drafts. Like you maybe you don't love Jabari Smith Jr. when you compare him to Paulo Bancaro, but that guy is a really good he's a big ass wing who can shoot the lights out of the ball. All right. They got Alprin Shangoon, who I know you dislike, but man, that guy is smart. He's got great footwork, a great rebounder. Jalen Green, maybe he's just a volume scorer. He's been very inefficient, but damn, he can score. And now you're telling me you're adding Amen Thompson, great court vision and a superior athlete, and Cam Whitmore, a guy who shot 40% from beyond the arc and catch and shoot threes. Okay. I'm listening now, Houston, and what you got as a, as a young core. Yeah, plus they've got the wife slayer leading them, so they're going to be in good shape there in Houston, I think. The MILF hunter, if you will? Yes. <laughs> but, no, I, I think that's a good nucleus for them to build around, and I'd like to clear it up on Alperin Sangoon. Yeah. He creeps me out, Yeah, but I respect him. Okay. I wouldn't say I don't like him. <laughs> okay. That's fair. All right. So, you know, that's traffic light. What, what are you thinking on – our players, Anthony Black and Jet Howard, where are you? Are you green, yellow, or red on them? And and maybe give us some teams that fell into those certain tiers for you. I have a challenge. Okay. I would like to know that, you know, those signs that say uh, click it or ticket and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all those rhyming things they come up with to try to get people. Let me, let me know what you'd put on the sign for Orlando Magic fans right now. If there's a traffic sign like that, and you could write a quick message. Okay. It's like four words, you know. Give, give me one. Give me, give me some traffic traffic fun. <laughs> All right. Now we're going on to the segment that we usually have at the top of the show, but because there's some draft talk in there, we wanted to get our takes out of the way, and now we can get into to kind of just riffing off of you wonderful Orlando Magic fans. So you can help it make our jobs easier at court underscore cousins on Twitter and Instagram. If you've seen something funny, interesting, uh, send it our way, and maybe it'll make it on the show. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we need to go to church. Everyone, please get into your pews. It is time to listen to the prophecy of Welt God. Yes, the heavens have opened and they have given us in the magic community a superior meme maker who delivers truth with biting hilarity. <laughs> cup is full does it runneth over peach does the cup runneth over no it's sufficiently full it's just right or 
or it's half empty depending on how you feel <laughs> well we just i mean we had so much uh well god amazing content that we just decided to give it a little part of this segment so we're gonna dive right into this it this is well, well god's in his bag like jordan in the finals right now yeah. like he's loving it there's tons of content for him he he'll make one that's pro the player and then one that's anti the play he's just all over the map and i love it <laughs> we gotta make this quick piece i'm in the attic we're already like 45 or 50 minutes in my balls are making a pool like jordan that would put jordan to shame jordan pool that is sorry for that pun um and we're gonna get it moving right away <laughs> <laughs> that might not make it in the show. All right, here we go. <laughs> we don't want this guy drowning in the deep end over here. <laughs> you know this attic, dude. It's new. It's 12. It's 1 o'clock out here. It is hot. All right, so first one, Jeff Weltgod. Princess Peach talking to Bowser. Magic fans ask Princess Peach, did you actually expect me to be okay with no dick? And Jeff Weltman as Bowser is like, kind of. Jeff Weltgott says, God forbid the Magic don't use a pick on Grady Dick if he's available twice. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's like I said earlier. I, I'm concerned because he went to Toronto where they got Scotty Barnes and like to try to tell us he's better than our player that we drafted near him. So it's going to happen. It just keeps that debate going, I guess. And we'll see how he does. Get ready, fans. Get ready. All right. The next one. Have you been injured, ladies and gentlemen? Did you expect the Orlando Magic to draft Dick? You may be entitled to nothing, Jet Howard clears. Jet Howard <laughs> will be the J-Dub of the 2023 NBA draft, the player that people won't understand how he didn't go top eight. So we'll see. We'll see. It, be it better Possible. be that way. It better be that way, or it could be, as you said, maybe a little bit of a stain depending on what happens with Jet Howard. But – I love how Welt God and everyone is just, you know, once once the draft happens, you got to get on board. But not enough to, you know, be a little tongue-in-cheek here. The next post from Welt God, when Jet Howard tweets home in his Orlando Magic gear, Welt God replies, welcome to Orlando. Got to average at least 10 points, and I won't <laughs> meme you. So, you know, a healthy dose of reality. Just got to keep the kid humble. You know what I mean? It's fair. It's fair. He's he's letting it be known that uh, he's here mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to have to do this to you. Right. So here's what you can do. Yeah. I mean, he's setting parameters. I like it. I mean, look, let's be honest. We're all kind of sitting around right now and it feels like the Riddler has come to town. There's a lot of question marks. Yeah. The nice thing about question marks is they can be answered. Yes. So, so it's up to Jet Howard to answer. It's in his power. And yeah, it's just it's an introduction. Well, God is just being courteous and saying, hey, these are the boundaries. This is what it's going to be. It is honestly a little bit of pressure on the young man that I'd rather he not have, but yeah. they, sometimes the pressure motivates those guys. So let's hope he's one of those dudes. And the last one from Welt God, this meme, it's a trade offer coming in from a guy who's sitting in probably looks like me in an attic acting like he knows things about things. I receive Franz Wagner, Markel Fultz, Disney World public sandwiches, WCJ, 31st round picks, and you receive our garbage. What say you? Honestly, who says no? Well, God writes, every media guy who thinks they are cooking with Orlando Magic trades, including us now, Peach on Bleacher Report, including us. Well, here's the thing. We, we got kind of painted into a corner of talking about something we didn't really want agree with but we made that pretty clear at the get-go there's yeah. it's weird to think there's actually other legit 
people who are out there going, oh, yeah, let's just put all the trash in Orlando and take all the good stuff from them. That'll be fine with that, right? It's like, no. Uh, <laughs> no, we will not. Yeah, it's done. I also really want a public sandwich. I, I, <laughs> apparently those are good. I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of trades that are just going on. Maybe next episode we'll talk about hypothetical trades. But, yeah, let's let's be done with that. We're not... You know, Paulo's not going anywhere. Franz isn't going anywhere. Markel's not going anywhere. Wendell's not going anywhere. Just stop it. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I don't think that this that the trading the drafting of two guards means that are any of our guards need to go anywhere. Yeah, Michael Carter Williams, sure. All right, Caleb mm-hmm. Houston's seat might get a little hot. Okay, but you know it already was. He was kind of on a, a make it or break it deal, anyways. Uh, Kevon Harris already waived. Like we only really have. Four guards, Markel, Jalen, um, Cole, and who's the guy? Gary Harris. So it may spell the end. The writing might be on the wall here for Gary Harris, but that doesn't mean he's not with us the first half of the year. You know, We'll see. Maybe we, we, we uh, pick up his option and, and trade him away for two uh, first round, a couple uh, second-round picks to whatever team he wants to go to at the trade deadline. I wouldn't mind having Gary Harris around just for the first part of the year, at least to mentor some of these guys coming in to, to continue to show them what it means to be a pro. Gary Harris seems like he's a good guy for the locker room. So I'm not opposed. And I don't think it means that he's absolutely gone. I tweeted when we drafted the two guards, like it's not you, Gary, it's us. Um, because it seems like he will be gone because of what we have, you know, been drafting, but we'll see. We'll see how Jamal Mosley puts the puzzle pieces together. And I would not be expecting any big free agent move or uh, trading moves like we uh, talked about on our Bleacher Report segment. Okay, now, other big news. We're going to go to Washington crossing the Delaware. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country, says Paulo Bancaro, as he is George Washington leading this American rebellious force across the Delaware into the FIBA, what will be the FIBA World Cup, and then maybe the Olympics coming up in a year, next year, something like that. Um, also on the team depicted here, you got Mikhail Bridges, you got Tyrese Halliburton, you've got Jalen Brunson, um, Brandon Ingram, Austin Reeves, Anthony Edwards. Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Man, that is a squad. Like, it's not the big dudes. It's not like the KDs and – um, so LeBron's and guys, names that you're used to, but this is definitely the next gen of guys coming up that have some chops. And that is a team. I think that's a really nicely formulated team. I like, you know, Halliburton bridges and Brunson as your guards. Then you're telling me you got, you know, Austin Reeves and, and Mikhail bridges can play that three for you as well. Anthony Edwards is in that two, three. And then you're telling me we've got Paulo Bancaro and Brandon Ingram as our like three, four guys, J- uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. as a four, five. You kidding me? Like that is, that's a squad right there. I- I'll be excited to see what they do. A lot of people, Peach, were saying that Paulo should go to Italy and be the guy and put up 40 plus points and be Luca who drags uh, his international team. Where's he from? Slovenia? What? Something like that. Does that sound right? right? Um, You know, dragging his national team always into like the top three or four, but never, ever really able to get over the hump. Um, And Paulo said, no, I'm going, I'm playing for team USA. And, and 
I think that was a good choice. You're going to play around guys that in practice that are the best competition, probably pick up more in practice through those conversations and those workouts. And mm-hmm. I like that he's playing for the USA. I, I think it's a little bit overblown, this Italian heritage, man. His, what, his grandparents, or I think it's his great-grandparents were from um, Italy. And so it's like, it's, he's not, he's, he's an American kid. Like he grew up in Seattle. He doesn't have, he doesn't have that much attachment to uh, Italy. I, I don't think outside of like what I would have to Ireland or you would have to like Canada or even like France. Like I it just, I don't know. Yep. I'm glad to see him on the USA. What say you, Peach? Well, you said the pretty much only take I have on this, which is I just think it's silly that you would not play for a look. I, I was born in America, even yeah. though I'm really proud of my Canadian heritage and roots. I wouldn't play in international games for Canada. I'm not from there. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't get why that would be an option for people to do that. Honestly, I don't care about what is, what is this? Is it FIBA? What is it? Yeah. It's going to be world care. cup. Maybe the, I, I don't care about this tournament. I probably won't watch it. I Good will. luck to them. Uh, it, uh, whatever. Just yeah. don't get hurt. Yeah. Everybody, everybody don't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Franz will be playing for Germany. And, okay. uh, Someone else uh, will be playing for uh, Kai Soto will be playing for the Philippines. So we'll talk about it a little bit later. All right. <laughs> yeah. But I, again, like Italy was just grooming him. I mean, they got him a passport when he was 16 because they knew the kid was going to be phenomenal at basketball. So, you know, we don't want predatory basketball grooming here. Okay. Mm. We've got to stay away from that. That's, that's very negative. That's toxic masculinity. Italy, you just back off. Stop grooming. Okay toxic masculine italians are talking with their hands always touching people and kissing people get out of here okay had to get that off my chest you good there (laughs) (laughs) all right something else in uh the magic news is the 35th anniversary piece and we had the big reveal from the six-man show that the orlando magic have revealed their logo to commemorate the 35th season of the orlando magic um i guess you could see over oh that shoulder Where is it? There's the 30th right there five years ago. And you can see they have the same ball and stars going through the same looking three. I mean, it is our classic three. These are, you know, classic throwback numerals. So I like that. I mean, it's a logo, so it's simple. And it's just the first of, I'm sure, what will be many designs. But it looks just like the 30th. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, my expectations for what this logo looks like were not like I wasn't going to hold them to a, as high a standard as I was on their draft drafting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, uh, this is fine. I tell you, if anything, I look at this logo and I go, this gives me hope for those mm. original throwbacks. Yes. Because that's the ball. That's yeah. the line. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're all waiting for. We don't really care about the logo. We want the jerseys. Just give us the damn jerseys. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, a little bit of betting. We just had some draft talk. Victor Wembenyana, the rookie of the year odds. I think you took this from Bleacher Report, their betting uh, handle. The The top was cut off, so I couldn't quite see, but I believe that's Bleacher Report. The rookie of the year odds. Wembenyana is the runaround. Oh, my God. Wembenyama is the runaway favorite for the rookie of the year, negative 180 odds. The next closest person is Scoot Henderson at plus 600. So if you have any doubts 
about Victor and his ability and Wemby to play an entire season or if he'll be load managed to an extent where some of these other guys might be getting more hype. Now is the time to put down money. Um, I'm trying to think. I like Amen Thompson in Houston. He's probably going to be running the show there at plus 3,000. So, what, five bucks wins you a buck 50? Like, I, I don't mind that. I'll definitely be putting five dollars down on that. Um, I'm going to put five bucks down on Anthony Black. That's the closest Orlando Magic plus 4,500 odds. That'll turn into something pretty. So, Peach, is there a name here that you think you might throw, uh, sprinkle something on? You unbelievable bastard. Of course. I yes. would sprinkle some money on Chet Holmgren, to be honest. Oh. Um, because he had an entire off season of right. getting to know his teammates and mm-hmm. being in there. So yeah. he is technically a rookie, but not probably traditionally a rookie. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was back practicing with those guys earlier. So he's a little right. step ahead of those guys, but of course guys like Wemby, he's going to be the focal point of that team. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Brandon Miller could make some noise on this list, even though I yeah. know these odds aren't great. I'm picking guys towards the top, but even Scoot Henderson at plus 600, you know, he's pissed. He didn't go one or two. Yeah. So like if anybody's going to try to prove that he needs to be that rookie of the year, it's Scoot. And I wouldn't want to bet against him. So I don't know. I know they're not long odds, but I would throw some money down on uh, those uh, the three, three through four there. Yeah. See uh, see how that goes. I'm going to spread 20 bucks out somewhere in there. I like the Chep Homegren pick. I think you're spot on with that. He's got a great chance. Um, All right. Well, you know, I'll be in Vegas, Peach, and I'll be able to put down some money on this and many other things because I have been admitted to the Sports Business Classroom program that's happening. Woohoo! Yay for me! Admitted, now, maybe. Now, yeah. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. I, in order to qualify for this, you mm-hmm. you just have to pay, correct? Well, I think I think mainly being able to spend four thousand five hundred dollars is the number one requirement. Um, but they did make me send my resume. It was like more involved than I thought. I had to write a cover letter. I had to send my resume. I had to answer a bunch of questions. There was an application. It wasn't just like, give us the money, but I'm like, I think it's just the money. Like, I think it's just the money. So if you too are a privileged asshole like me and have no kids yet, and you can put down $4,500 on a payment plan, then you too can be at the sports business classroom. Uh, all joking aside, this is something I've been looking into and talking with friends about probably for about seven years now, uh, since I first heard about it on Basketball Podcast. I'm sure some of you have heard about it. It's an opportunity to go and learn from executives, uh, big brains in the world of analytics. I'm going to be in the collective bargaining agreement track, learning all about the CBA and the new CBA from some of the best in the business. Not only that, you're at Summer League. You have like preferred seating and viewing. Um, So I'm going to be catching a bunch of the Summer League games, hopefully, learning about the CBA. It's a whole curriculum. There's like a final capstone project that I'm going to be working on and presenting. So it's going to be serious. It's going to be nose to the grindstones type of stuff. But I'm hoping that I come away with some more depth of knowledge, able to maybe make some videos about the CBA to make it a little bit more clear to everyone out there exactly what's going on with it. And just to have a completely NBA immersive experience, man, I'm super stoked. I'm going to hopefully be vlogging it. So look out for that stuff. Yeah, this is definitely a bucket list thing for me. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you to get to do this because I know you have been talking about it for a while. Yeah. Um, 
and I know you'll probably get some good show content and uh, but I am I am a little worried about all the knowledge you're going to put in your brain that you're going <laughs> to bring to this show. Yeah. And I'm going to have to, like, make sure I reel you in before yeah. me and other everybody else falls asleep. But <laughs> at least you'll have a better knowledge of some of those things that the rest of us just go. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that works or not. Or, yeah, I don't know. Right. That guy got cut, but now he's over here. And you just want to know why all that stuff is what it is. And then you'll know. And hopefully, because of the way that you can communicate things on this show, hopefully you can break that down a little easier for people and make it more digestible than it is right now. Because right now it seems insane. So Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. So big hopes. Looking uh, looking forward to that going out in, uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll have one more show, and then I think I'll be out there. But um, that's the sport business classroom. And Orlando Magic want to remind us that business is business with Anthony Black and Jet Howard in the Orlando Magic jerseys. Well, look, this is the Magic just letting us know that uh, business is business. They're giving us the business on draft night. They don't care because it's all about business. Um, and also it makes it seem to me like they've really kind of invested in these guys, which mm -hmm. I know you talked about earlier, our guard situation. And I don't feel like it has to immediately change, right. but they're preparing you for when that does mm -hmm. and letting you know that this is part of the business is that sometimes you're going to make a move. Someone doesn't like here or there or have to get rid of somebody that you really like. Um, along the way. I mean, man, we've lost Rolo and Devin Kennedy has two already that I can think of just oh. the era of this show oh. um, that we'd love to have back. But business is business at the end of the day. They do what's best for the magic. And so, you know, we've had this much faith in them at this point, and we need to just keep having that until proven guilty. We'll look back at this later and uh, hopefully feel like they made the right moves. I mean, if business were really business, Peach, wouldn't we have taken Grady Dick, though? I mean, you mentioned it earlier. The, the, the jersey sales on that would have been through the roof. Every frat bro and in every southern college school would have had one, man. It would have been the magic would have been everywhere. Dick jerseys everywhere. Yeah, I mean, the idea of making jet black t-shirts um, oh. maybe has some okay. monetary value, but Black Magic Black Magic's also there, you yeah. know, it's, uh, I don't know, but they, they yeah. must be, they're cooking us something up, right? Like okay. you've watched somebody cook something up in a big pot before and they reach for the cumin and you're like, Whoa, I don't know. But then you end up tasting at the end. You're like, all right, they knew what they were doing. So they're still, they still got their big pot and we like what, what most of the contents already. Right. So yeah. we got to have that faith that what they're putting in there is going to work. All right. Last post of the social media roundup. This is our boy Malik G responding to from Orlando Magic Daily at Philip uh, PRR at OMD. I agree with my dude Philip that there is a logjam at guard, but I'd switch his depth chart since Anthony Black as a playmaking backup three who can hold his own defensively is more ready to be contributing a contributing two-way player than Jet Howard to start things off. So I guess um, – Philip had maybe Jet Howard a little bit more, but this is Malik's breakdown here. He has Fultz as his starting point guard with Cole backing him up. Suggs as a starting two guard with Gary Harris and then Jet Howard. Franz at the starting three, then Anthony Black there backing him up, followed by Caleb Houston. Paulo Bancaro as the four with J.I., Bull, and OKK. And then at the five, we have Wendell Carter Jr. and Goga Bataze. 
Wow, no Moritz Wagner on here. That is disrespectful, Malik. It, uh, it is very disrespectful to not have Moritz in the mix. I mean, he's uh, a free look, agent, though. I think Malik's a nice guy, but almost every time I see him post, I disagree with it in some way, shape, well, or form. Well, that's good, which is amazing because we're also Broncos fans. But he just his takes are bad a lot, and, no. and honestly, le- leaving Moritz off this is really disrespectful. Although a lot of people who were making these infuriated me more by not including Goga. They'd be like, oh, we just got to go pick up a free agent. We need a backup center. And I'm just like, what? what? It's he's right there. Like, it, yeah, pay attention. Like, we have a Goga. Like, did he not play well enough for you in the backup role last year? Because he did for me. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's affordable and he's still part of that contract. I don't know. You'll be able to figure out the contract stuff a little bit better when you get back <laughs> in Vegas. But but it seems like it's somebody who's still under our wing, right? So, like, yeah. why wouldn't we have him back to just do what he's been doing? We didn't draft anybody to do that. We could have Derek mm-hmm. Lively was sitting over right there, but you decided, no, we're good. So that must mean to me, they like what Goga brings and they're comfortable with Carter at the five. So that's the lineup. And I, I don't worry that much about the one, two, three, who's where and all that stuff, because after they do the preseason and the first like, you know, couple of weeks, they'll know where everyone's going to fit. That's what coach Mosley will do. He'll find that spot for where everybody needs to be. And I don't think he looks at the lineup as necessarily a one, a two, a three, a four, the traditional style. So I don't think it matters that he thinks that Howard is behind Gary Harris at the two today. Yeah, maybe, but like two weeks into the season, that could very easily be different. So there's no real point in speculating over what you think one, two, three, four, five, six is because uh, that's as tired a, a task as, as, figuring out who we're going to draft as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I get that this is an exercise that people are doing and that's totally fine here. This, this might be one of the takes I agree with Malik most on that he's ever posted. So there is some, some, I, it's just, it's still weird to see J.I. in our mix when yeah. no one, no one, no one puts it more. It's in, or a lot of times people have been missing Goga in these and it's like, how about putting guys in who have actually played? So I think the exercise, I mean, Moritz isn't here because Moritz is an unrestricted free agent. So Moritz, there's no guarantee that he's going to be here. So it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek that I was messing with Malik here, why we don't have Moritz here. I think, obviously, we've got the best shot of bringing him back with his bro, brother Franz here, and he we've given him a shot when others kind of counted him out. So I'm hoping we have him back and add him into this this uh, depth chart. I mean, for me, he's ahead of J.I. and Bowl in that backup four slash five, a backup big role. And I completely agree. Uh, Goga Bataze, we have a $2 million player option. Essentially, he's on a two-year, $4 million, $2 million per year. Um, so it's a club option. And that, I think, is June 30th. So it's June 25th right now at the time of the recording. It'll probably go live the 26th this show when you can listen first. So in three or four days, depending on when you're listening, that's going to be a key mark. That's when Cole Anthony can – we can uh, extend him. He's extension eligible. Um, uh, Markel Foltz will be extension eligible. We got to pick up the options of guys like Bull and uh, Goga Bataze. So that is a really important date. Gary Harris – so before June 30th, we've got to pick up those options. If I'm right, if not, correct me in the comments. But I don't know if you saw the last post. I am going to a sports business classroom. So, I, I just, uh, yeah, and I'm already pretentious. Can You You can't even fucking deal with me yet. I'm already pretentious. <laughs> now I hope you're wrong. Get yeah, I know, right? Yeah, shred me in the comments. I know you will. Um, so, you know, just I want to take this post as the idea of the logjam because – 
Logjam seems a little bit crazy to me. I think Welt God, you know, Welt, I say Welt God, Weltman said in, in interviews, we draft guys and have to make sure that they have a pathway to success. I don't know. I don't know if you really did that, Weltman. Uh, I guess I guess you did it as best you could anywhere else on this roster because we've got a lot of talent. Um, but I love Markel Fultz. Can Anthony Black be a starting point guard in the NBA? Maybe. I damn know well Markel Fultz can be. Um, so you wouldn't think so by looking at his numbers: twelve point eight points, yeah. five rebounds, just under four assists a game. Doesn't yeah. see, strike me as someone who should be drafted six overall, but. Obviously, yeah. there's he's only been playing goal. basketball for six months, Peach. Okay, he's only just started <laughs> playing basketball four days ago. Okay, he just walked on at Arizona in the playoff in the tournament. All right, the tournament that was his second game. Okay, it's, it's believable. It looks like he just hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole idea of the log jam, it's like you need four guards, you need like four or five guards on a team in a guard rotation, and that's now what we have. We've got Fultz, Cole, Suggs. Um, Anthony Black, that's four, right? And then Jet Howard and Caleb Houston, they maybe be five. But to be fair, like I like what Malik is talking about in terms of Anthony Black. He's six, what six seven, six eight. He can guard three point. Uh, um, uh, he can guard forwards. He can guard wings. He is very aggressive on defense. You see him fighting over screens. I think that's what our front office fell in love with. I think that's what Jamal Mosley is going to fall in love with and why he's going to, as Malik is saying, be ready day one because his defense will keep him on the floor. That's what they say a lot of times, right? Defense gets you on the floor in the NBA as a young man, and then you can develop the offensive side to go with it. So uh, let's bring back Goga. I'm down to bring back Goga. I don't see anything else out there. You were pissed we didn't take Derek Lively. I get it. Um, but I get, this was like a guard heavy draft. Like the, the guards, I think were just more talented than the bigs. At least that's what our front office thought. So they went with uh, the higher talent area of need. So I, I don't know. I don't think there's a log jam right now. I think we've got a bunch of talented guards and I still think there's, there's opportunity for people to prove themselves. So we'll see what happens. Definitely going to be a competitive year this year though. No more free meals. Hmm. And the free meals will be pudding, and there's proof in that pudding. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for your amazing posts, whether they were insightful, intriguing, or just downright hilarious. Make our job easier at court underscore cousins. Send us things that you think should make their way onto the show, and maybe they will. And now, you better not go anywhere, because coming up, we have our large ending. Before we do, I do want to shout out again one more time our all-stars and second cousins on the Patreon, Magic Player History, Bowlby the Dawn, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Magic Static, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor, and Yachty. And again, oh. what? What happened? Well, I typed something in there to see if you were going to oh, just, read. Uh, <laughs> just read. read everything that was on the prompter, but I did not. And <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't going to read that piece. Yeah. Peach wrote the piece on there just to try to, you're not a, you don't, you're not donating right with now. A Peach. With a question mark. I wanted to see if you'd be like the piece. <laughs> Anyway, all right fun. let's go to the large ending because it's okay. actually hotter where you are right now than it is where i am it is <laughs> well um there's something on the large ending about that all right peach all right. You're, you're we're not in the same place but you still have the button over there right 
Can you hit it? Yeah. It's, yep. Okay. There it goes. Uh, all right. You're going to the summer league. Mm-hmm. What is the over under on bets you'll make for summer league games? As you are a junkie. Yeah. You're going to be there at the game. Yeah. It's not a good setting for you, especially being in <laughs> Vegas. I feel like you're going to bet more on the NBA games. Than- uh, absolutely. I will be betting on these games just to make them more interesting because it's a bunch of guys that I probably the majority of them I do not know. But I just want to give a little context. You said I'm a junkie. Ladies and gentlemen out there, I'm betting like $5 on these games. I'm never betting anything absorbent. I'm always betting well within my means. I think I, like every season, put 150 bucks into my fan duel, and I just kind of go from there. So uh, just be careful out there with the gambling and all the other addictive substances. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm going to be betting on every single game I have the opportunity to watch for sure and probably every magic game if i'm not able to catch all of those so you know i just gotta i gotta feed the scratch the itch man scratch the itch i have another over under for you peach um this is an over under for you uh texas is going through a heat wave i feel hotter right now in this attic than you are probably in your air-conditioned apartment however you are going through a heat wave so i'm gonna say over under of peach voluntarily time outside in the next two weeks 14 days voluntarily i mean Zero. I mean, <laughs> I'm only going out there if I need to go get the mail. I got to go get groceries to work and back. Um, there's not, you know, look, I, I'm new in town and I want to go see stuff, but not that badly. I'm going to wait till it cools off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You told me you went out to get your mail and you came back sweating. I was, I was dripping sweat. I had to change my shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's three flights of stairs, you know, All right. All it's right. a little walk, but, but still it, it's, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peace, you're next. All right. Uh, so we just talked about our log, guard, uh, our log uh, jam at guard, which we don't feel like there is. No. But one thing we didn't mention is who do you think is the most likely to be traded out of there if we've got to move a body? Uh, I would say, sadly, Cole Anthony, just because Jalen Suggs' defense is already elite, in my opinion, and it's going to continue to get better. And I think – Philip Rossman Reich says this uh, on his on Orlando Magic Daily. You've got to have like an elite skill to stay, and I think he has already an elite skill. Can Cole Anthony's shooting and playmaking become an elite skill? He's close. Like he ended last year in that six-man spot, feeling really comfortable. I think he can get there. I don't want any traded, but if you're asking me to trade one of the guards that's already on the team, not including like an MCW or like a Caleb Houston or any of those guys. I'm going with some of the big the big names, Gary Harris. Like, I guess I would say Gary Harris, but I'm already considering him traded. So if I'm going with the guys we love, I would say Cole. That's I'm answering the well, hard I, question, all right? And I'm answering it directly. And I appreciate you doing that. He has probably the most value of some of the reasons in that. Yeah. Okay, Peach, this one's for you. If an Aaron Gordon wins a championship in the woods and uh, is the fourth best player, does Peach give a shit? Uh, you know what? I give a shit in the fact that I enjoyed watching the Denver Nuggets win the championship. Congrats yeah. to them. Even though that, that R is there you go. But uh, <laughs> it was a good team effort. It was fun basketball to watch. It was good to watch them come together. I do still dislike Aaron Gordon immensely, mm. and I offer him no congratulations for his victory. But he's in a perfect spot there because he gets to be the fourth best player on that team, and he fit his role really well. And it was kind of cool that he went out and celebrated with the people and took his jersey off. I'll give you credit for that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, uh, little risky, little risky, but <laughs> but uh, but totally fun. Uh, 
Yeah, still not an Aaron Gordon fan. But uh, <laughs> someone I am a fan of is Kai Soto from the Philippines. Yeah. He is the Philippines version of Wembenyama. Are you excited yeah. to watch him at Summer League? Oh, man, I am pumped to watch him at Summer League. Let's see what this kid has. I mean, expectations are low. If he really was uh, anything like Victor Wembenyama, he probably would have gone in those uh, 60 picks that exist for the, the two rounds of the NBA draft. So, it's it's a waiver, you know. It's a long shot. It's like a it's a bowl bowl situation for me, you know. Just taking a taking a flyer on a guy. So hey, why the hell not? It and it can definitely bring some eyeballs to the Orlando Magic, even if he just goes to Lakeland. Um, there's a lot of fans in Philippines. I mean, we've had multiple people in our live streams, which we're going to be doing a lot more this year for the games. We had numerous people from the Philippines, which blew us away. But NBA basketball is big in the Philippines. That's why they're actually hosting the the FIBA World Cup this year. It's so big, they put all of their love for it in this one guy. Yeah. Nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Peach. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I've, I've gotten into gardening. All right. It's a way that I can um, connect with nature, connect with my father who enjoys that. So it's something nice that we've been doing together. I'm curious, Peach, if you were going to pick up a new hobby, maybe you'll, you're in a new place. So maybe you'll pick up a new hobby. Is there something, yeah. what would be that hobby? What would be that thing that's next on your list? of something that you're thinking, you know, I'd like this or it'd be a cool growth experience for me. What's your new hobby, Peach? See, I don't feel like gardening's a new hobby for you if you've ever taken a look around your house. You've yeah. got plants all over the place. I didn't plant But, most you know, it, you're taking something that was maybe fringe and setting it on fire. And there's yeah. a lot of that stuff for me where it's yeah. like, ooh, maybe I'd like to get into arts and crafts a little bit more, something like this. But I'm, I'm going to go yeah. completely off the board here and say that once it cools up outside, I want to get into rope and calves and say, I want to do some cowboy shit. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to get into it. Like I want to ride a horse. I want to try Hell yeah. things. <laughs> I want, I would give, I would like to try that. And, and so that, that I guess, the, I guess there's probably a class for it. For like, you know, intermediate yeah. cowboy one, into, you know, one Oh one. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah introduction to cowboy shit yeah i i mean i i, I feel like it's in me i've got a belt buckle already i can get a yeah. hat some boots Let, let's i want to give sure. it a shot all right that's where i'm going that's where i'm going on this one. well that will definitely liven up the show we're gonna get cowboy peach wait for this uh, heat wave to pass ladies and gentlemen and then we'll have cowboy peach in here all geared up ashless chaps and all that's on the patreon <laughs> you gotta go there to get that content. That's sweet, sweet. You have to Luigi. be at the highest tier for them to yeah. be accessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a wonderful one. It's been a sweaty one. It's been a hot one for me. A uh, lot of excitement here heading up to June 30th. Please keep reaching out to us at court underscore cousins, and we'll see you in a couple weeks, you beautiful scallywags. Peace out, second cousins. Thanks for coming. 